Hey, it is Ed. Welcome to Drunk Gossip. I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. The weather is perfect, which means mimosa time. Now, I know I said yesterday that I wasn't going to record an episode unless um, some big stuff happened. Some big stuff happened. Um, Like, literally right after I recorded and I published yesterday's episode... Which was a fiasco in itself. Thanks, Anchor. Um, um, there were some really big stories that broke. So I wanted to bring them to you today. Um, as sort of a little treat. Um, and, and so maybe I can get advertising up on here. I'm not going to lie. I want some monies. Um, let, me, let me take my greedy ass down a bit. I've already had three mimosas, so... There's that. Um, Brandon Yuri from Panic at the Disco came out as pansexual. And I was yelled at for not covering that story. Um, and I actually recorded a segment for Zcast last night. But again, Zcast doesn't ever let my recording stick. So I'm going to be sticking with Anchor. At least for now. Because Anchor rocks. Um... Anyways, so he came out as pansexual. Um, before we get into, like, the specifics of this all, I just want to say, Brandon Yuri has been just a wonderful, wonderful advocate of the LGBT community. Yes, I realize that there's more to the alphabet soup, but please just bear with me. Three mimosas in, and I only got 12 hours of sleep last night. <laughs> um, so... Um, and people have always said that he was bi or, um, quite possibly gay. And then he got married. And people still kept saying that he was bi or gay. I don't know, um, if he's gay. But he definitely admitted to having an attraction to men because he's attracted to minds, not, um, bodies. Which... Is different than what I thought what Pan was because I was told a long time ago that Pan was, um, basically you were attracted to everybody. Um, uh, males, females, male to females, females to males. It didn't matter. Not even non-binary, which wasn't a thing when I was told this, but it is now. Or I, I shouldn't say it wasn't a thing. Please forgive me. What I, what I meant to say was it was not something that was openly discussed like it is now. So, and basically what Brandon said in his coming out statement is, you know, yes, he's married. Um, yes, he loves his wife. But, you know, he's basically attracted to people's intelligence, their creativity. Um, which, which I actually really identify with. Um, but with one caveat, I actually care about the body part. I know people are going to judge me for that, and I don't really give a damn. Go on with your bad self, Judy. Okay. When you have a successful daytime talk show or courtroom show, then you can judge me. Until then, the only ones who can judge me is Susan Lucci and Brittany and Cher and Madonna. And, I mean, I guess God, too. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to get all sorts of hate. Edit, author Ed Anderson. Dot com is my email. 
please feel free to send me all the hate you have. So, you know, his coming out was met with a lot of applause, as it should be. But then there's always the skeptics who are like, well, he's only doing this because, it, you know, Panic at the Disco is it is not relevant anymore. I don't know about that. Like, I know they're not quite at the height of their popularity, but they're still pretty big. I also want to say that it doesn't matter if he came out back in when Panic at the Disco was really big or not. Because he's a name now. His, he has not reached his full earning potential. He's still working very consistently. Here in New York, he was um, just in kinky boots. And frankly, the man is hot as hell. I know he's a married man, which I think just adds to the allure. Um, but the man is hot as hell. Let's, let's just be real here. Um, so yeah, so there's, there's that. I mean, I don't know what else to really say about it. I, I'm glad he came out. I'm glad he felt comfortable enough to come out. And... You know, I really hope that um, he he's happy. And I, I hope that everything is is great. I'll be right back. And I'm back. And I wanted to do a, a story about Taylor Swift for two reasons. First of all, she's evil. And secondly, I want to tell you to go listen to Still Musing by Mandy. Because it's wonderful... Her newest episode is called Damn It, Taylor Swift. And just just go listen. It's hilarious. Um, at one point, Mandy is talking about um, her pets and watching a TV show. And um, she can't remember the name of the TV show, so she just calls it Taylor Swift because she hates it so much. <laughs> and that's the kind of thing that, you know, it, it's just fun. Um, so, Taylor Swift, let's, there's been a lot going on with her, um, so we're gonna start with the small potatoes. She didn't host her 4th of July party, and people are, like, freaking out, like, has she abandoned the squad for this new boyfriend? And here's the thing. And, and Mandy's going to get mad at me for, for defending Taylor Swift, but sometimes people just have to change traditions. You know, I, for a very long time, I spent every 4th of July with my adopted sister. And when I say adopted, I don't mean, like, legally or anything, but, like, we were all, me and her sister were besties um, through high school, and... Um, so, so me and, me and the adopted sister, Red, got really close. And so we would hang out and, like, watch fireworks, whatever. And then, you know, things just kind of changed. It, it didn't happen overnight. It just gradually happened. And I think the same thing is true with Taylor Swift, you know, now, you know, now I live in New York, so it's much, much harder um, for us to hang out at all. 
But I think the same thing is true with Taylor Swift. The, the girl is so focused on her career that some things are going to go by the wayside. It can't always be hanging with the squad, no matter how much you want that. You know, it's not like she's saying that those days are over. She just didn't host a damn party. She went on vacation with her boyfriend. Now, if you want to tell me that she and the boyfriend are fake and overdoing it, I will not argue with you. I will agree and we will sit down and we will throw all the shade together. But to sit here and say that, you know, she's a bad person or she's a bad friend because she didn't host a 4th of July party is just stupid. And Mandy, that is the end of me defending Taylor Swift so you can love me again. Um, and now we're going to talk about how her, her latest single, Delicate, is actually the biggest hit of, of reputation. Now, some people are going to argue, well, um, look what you made me do, hit number one, um, ready for it was number four. This is all very true. But if you look at the, if you just look at it purely by the numbers, look what you made me do, hit number one the first week it was out, and then dropped, you know, it was, it's almost like I really wish it hadn't replaced Despacito as number one, and taking the time to grow. And that's, that's one of the problems here is, artists are no longer allowed to grow, and this goes for every, every industry. In the publishing industry, if you don't hit the New York Times bestseller list, your your publishing house is probably going to drop you, especially if you're with one of the big five. Um, in music, it's the same thing. If your single doesn't hit number one, if your album doesn't hit number one, you're probably not going to have a label for very much longer. Um, so... So, yes, um, Look What You Made Me Do was an unqualified hit. So was Ready For It. Endgame hit number 18. That was kind of a a, a bomb for her. It was, I think it was her first single in a very long time that didn't hit the top 10. Well, Delicate is at number 19 now. But it's been growing ever since her release. It, It debuted outside of the top 100. And then slowly crawled its way into the top um, and just week after week, it, it has jumped spots and whatever. And people are saying, well, you know, this is kind of the song that is resetting Taylor Swift. It's not resetting nothing. Okay? She needed to get that anger out. Oh my god, I'm defending her again. Manny's gonna hate me again. Damn it. Damn it, Taylor Swift. Um, anyways, you know, look at Britney. Britney hasn't had a top 10 hit since Womanizer. I love Make Me. I love Slumber Party. And I really think that she should have actually used... um, I think Britney should have released Liar as the lead single from Glory. um, With Man on the Moon as the follow-up. But no one asked my career advice. Um, But, you know... An album without... Or just because this, you know, song doesn't 
constant isn't constantly played on the radio or whatever doesn't mean your career is over. We have quite a few more years of Taylor Swift fuckery left. And if she's if she's smart, she's gonna start modeling after Madonna, and we're gonna be stuck with her for the next forty years. <sighs> Damn it, Taylor Swift! I'll be right back. And I'm back. Speaking of divas who haven't had a smash hit in a while, we're going to talk about Madonna. Yes, I know I mentioned her last time. Um, Madonna has had a long career. Um, And I really hope... um, I really hope that she does kind of pull a Barbra Streisand-ish career. Or even share. Where, you know... Six decades in, she can still score a number one hit. And if anyone can do it, it's Madonna. She's a brilliant businesswoman. Um, and I'm trying to remember. I I know she's had a number one hit. Um, in, so far in four, in the last four decades. In the 80s and in the 90s, clearly, where she was just omnipresent. Um... In in the two thousands, I'm I know she had one, or, or probably more, and I'm pretty sure she's had one, um, in the twenty tens. So maybe she has her eye on another big single for the twenty twenties. Anyways, um, in classic Madonna style, people are buzzing about her. Without even knowing anything. Um, sources are saying that she was seen in Mykonos. And that there's going to be a big... Um, the party planner for, like, um, Beyonce and whatnot... Is planning a Homeric um, birthday party. But other people are saying, oh no, she's in the studio recording. Now, when she was at the Met Gala, she did debut a new song um and it's actually pretty good if you if you get a chance um google it i forgot what she called it something magic but google it um madonna mcgala song and there's a there's a couple things about madonna she is controlling and what whatever else you want to say about her is probably true how, however, sorry, the the most went down the wrong pipe. <clears throat> however, she is brilliant and is a trendsetter in a way that other people play catch up to her still. You know, in the in the eighties and the nineties, she very much used sexuality to um, work her art, and now we see it all the time. Now, someone's going to say, "Well, you know, blah blah blah," that's been going on for years, but and I agree, it probably it probably has been, but not as explicitly as what Madonna does. Um. Then she did the um, the the dance music, um, M- MDMA, and all the divas, 
are rushing to do EDM music now. So, when Madonna does something, maybe at first it's it's a critical failure. But eventually, people see it. Like, Rebel Heart, I'll be honest, when I... When I first bought Rebel Heart, I was not a huge fan of it. Um, but over time, it's really grown on me, and it's like, okay, I see it. You know, like, I, I get what you were trying to do. And again, now it's sort of um, pervading music. Taylor Swift, with this Reputation album, did it. Well, like, it's very angry, and then, oh, look at me. I'm so sweet. At least with Madonna, like, she owns it. She knows she's a badass. But we also know she can be very, very kind. Um, you know, her and Rosie O'Donnell were best friends. And I think, you know, we can talk about Rosie all day. But basically, I think what happened was people didn't see the, the badass side of Rosie. And then when they did... They turned on her. And I, you know, if she would have listened to Madonna and just shown her to be, herself to be a badass to begin with. So, Madonna, we love you. If you're in Mike and Nose, have fun. If you're in a recording studio, please hurry up and release a new song or a new CD. Because we really need some Madonna right now. I'll be right back. Okay, so we have some breaking, breaking news. Not really breaking news, but... Um, some big news that's just starting to come out now. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Maria Shriver are still married. Now, before you all start giving me that side eye and telling me to leave my mimosas alone, first of all, that ain't gonna happen. Um, but remember, Maria Shriver filed for divorce in 2011, right after she found out that Arnold had been banging the maid and made a son. And, I mean, who wouldn't divorce her husband who was screwing around with the help? I mean, if you're going to screw around, at least have some class about it. No, I'm just joking. Um, I'm getting myself into so much trouble today. Um, you know... There are couples out there who have an open relationship. Arnold and Maria do not seem to be one of them. Though, the fact that the divorce is trying out is making me wonder. Now, when my parents divorced, there was, you know, a lot of issues that had to be resolved. Um, including custody and... Um, you know, things like that. There was not as much money as the stake as in the Shriver-Schwarzenegger divorce. Um, some reports say that there's almost $400 million that has to be divided up. And if they need help, I will gladly take some of that money for them. I know how difficult that can be. Um, you know, if, if it's like $401 million, and they're just having such a really hard time about that that extra one million, just give it to me. I will thank you. And so will the makers of Tito's Vodka and Smirnoff. And Chirac. 
um, you know, the custody of their kids was never really an issue because they they decided on joint custody right basically right away. Um, and um, Patrick was seventeen at the time, so he's twenty four now. Their other son was thirteen, so he's twenty. So that's not even an issue in today's day and age. Um. So it, it's really confusing as to why they haven't. Um. Some people are speculating that maybe they're getting back together, and that doesn't seem to be the case. At least not right now. Um. You know, they haven't been seen very much in public um arnold has you know honestly arnold has become my hero he may be a republican and i may disagree with him on a lot of issues but the fact that the man is willing to stand up to um donald trump and call him out on his bullshit and tell him that he's wrong you know i i'm very very much on his side. Um, you know, I, I think cheating on your wife is obviously wrong, but, you know, he lost it. Like, he lost his marriage. Well, maybe. So, getting back to that, um, sources are saying that they don't think that the couple will reconcile, but neither one really quite wants to pull the trigger. I don't know if it's because they don't want a failed marriage on their hands. Which, I mean, basically, they they have a failed marriage. Maybe, um... Maybe it's just easier for them to to stay married so that that question doesn't come up in the, with the people that they're dating. Oh, you want to get married? Well, no, I can't. I'm already married. See? That works like a charm. So, I don't know, like, what do you guys think? Do you think that they should get divorced? Do you think they should stay married? Should they reconcile? What I do know is I'm going to bet cash money that there are going to be a ton of blind items about this. Um, And I'm also going to guess that Crazy Days and Nights is going to have something where Arnold is covering something up, like there's a crime or something, and Maria knows, and that's why they haven't gotten divorced yet. And it, as soon as that blind comes, I'm going to bookmark it so I can use it in, a, in another episode. I'll be right back. Yesterday, I tried out a new feature called Drunk Writing, and it seems to be fairly popular. So, I'm going to try Drunk Politics. Um, These are spinoffs that, um, if they come, uh, they would have their own, eventually they would have their own podcast and their own blogs. But first, I just want to just test the waters a little bit. Um, I, uh, okay, so a little bit about me that you guys may not know is, initially, I was going to be a journalist, um, some, and then after Trump won the presidency, oh, um, 
I like I've I've written articles. I've written on political articles. I've you know I've done a lot of freelance work in that vein, in the journalism vein, I should say. So, you know, it, it's not like I've never done this before. However, when he won, I also believe in being fair and balanced. So I I kind of stopped. And then I realized I didn't need to stop because as long as I label everything opinion, I, I have that right. So, drunk politics is my opinion. And that's all that mat- matters. It's that I'm telling you up front. So, let me... Let me actually find this quote. Not, I know it's on Facebook. Someone on Facebook has um, shared this. Because I actually just want to read the full quote to you so we can get an idea of how dumb Trump really is. Okay, so he was at a rally because that's all the man does. He only campaigns and and goes to places where he has an adoring base. How anyone with a working brain supports this man is beyond me. And this is what he said. I have broken more record, more Elton John records. He seems to have a lot of records. And I, by the way, I don't have a musical instrument. I don't have a guitar or an organ. No organ. Elton has an organ. And lots of other people helping. No, we've broken a lot of records. We've broken virtually every record. Because, you know, look, I only need this space. They need much more room. For basketball, for hockey, and all of the sports, they need a lot of room. We don't need it. We have people in that space. So we break all of the these records. Really, we do it without, like, the musical instruments. This is the only musical, The Mouth. And hopefully the brain attached to the mouth, right? The brain. More important than the mouth is the brain. The brain is much more important. What the fuck did he just say? I really have no idea. Like, it's some sort of weird rant about not having an organ. So I'm very sorry, Melania, that your husband doesn't have an organ. And before Trump supporters come at me, I know he was talking literally about the... Um, piano. But here's the thing. Elton John has talent. He is a musical genius. He's an icon. He's a legend. And this all seems to stem from the fact that Elton John would not play the uh, the inauguration for him. Um, I don't know if Elton John ever has played an an inauguration. Um, He he may have, and I'm not going to say he hasn't, but I just don't know. But with with Trump, he seems to need to have these feuds in order to get his supporters whipped up. He's done it with John McCain and George H.W. Bush. These men are dying men who are focusing on their loved ones and their final days. And, the, and this idiot, this creep, this inhumane monster is trying to start a feud with them because they're not going to fight back and he thinks that means he wins. He won't fight somebody that he can't win. You know, he made comments about 
um, Senator Elizabeth Warren um, doing a heritage test. But then he tried to make it about the Me Too movement, saying that he has to be gentle. He has a, he has no concept. He doesn't give a fuck about anybody. But, you know, his stupid-ass supporters just... He opens his mouth, and they drop their panties for him for no good damn reason. They're going to be really shocked when they're fucked in the end because they don't have their Medicare. Because he took it away. Because he's allowing Congress to take it away from them. And that's going to do it for me for today. I didn't realize I was going to get so riled up. So I apologize. Blame the champagne. Um, have a great weekend, everyone. And cheers.